Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, rats and weasels, niggas and niggas, everything else. All right. What's happening? It's your boy, AWOL, here to uh, give you the best news, the funniest news, the uh, heartbreaking news, the all the stuff that's affecting the culture, you feel me? So let's, uh, you know, I hope y'all had a great weekend. Sorry, this is coming up a little bit late. You know, I try and have them up Tuesday morning for y'all, but yesterday I had the worst of the worst uh, headaches and I could not shake it literally the whole day. So I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, it's still up on Tuesday, just a few hours behind. So hopefully all my uh, East Coast people have it by the time you hop on that commute home, you can check it out. Uh, my East Coast or my West Coast folks, I'm sorry, you'll have it. Uh, should be right before or right after uh, your lunch, and uh, you know you got the rest of work to listen to it. And on your way home, and uh, yeah, you know, holla at me, and uh, we'll get it going. All right, we're glad to be back. Hope you're having a great week. Um, first off, we like to start with love. Always, always start with love. Um, so unfortunately, we had two soldiers that that passed. Uh, DJ Arafat uh, is an Ivory Coast uh, artist, DJ, singer, all of that. Uh, very well known. He passed from a car crash accident. Uh, I'm not super familiar with his uh, music, but uh, it was a very uh, very loud uh, outcry for him when this happened yesterday. So I, I can only imagine how great his music and contributions are. So definitely rest in peace to him and his uh, to his family and friends. You know, want to send love and all of that. I'm gonna definitely make sure I check out his music. You know what I mean? You feel me? So uh, yeah, rest in peace to him. Uh, Kashan Nolan. Um, as most of you may know, I attended, uh, I don't know if I said his name right, Kashan Nolan. Uh, as most of you know, I attended the greatest institution on the planet, the Bowie State University, home of the Bulldogs, Bulldog Pride, all that good stuff, AAA Bowie, yeah, 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 you know that. Um, and uh, while I was there, I served uh, in the SGA uh, for the Royal Court. Uh, which are basically representatives for the university. It's a very uh, prestigious job. It's a very uh, humbling experience, and it's a very uh, luxurious position, especially if you go to a HBCU uh, to be on the royal court. These are basically the people who are supposed to be the epitome of what it means to be a uh, student of that university. So it's a Mr. Bowie State, Mrs. Bowie State, excuse me, if you go to Howard, Mr. Howard, Miss Howard, and you know, it, you know, they got other uh, positions that assist those positions. Uh, so for us, we had Mr. and Miss Essence, Mr. and Miss Black and Gold, and those uh, assisted uh, Mr. and Miss Bowie State University. So most historically black colleges and universities uh, have this two a position system where they have a representative for the university, a Mr. and a Mrs. So I served as Mr. Bowie State University, uh, you know, my senior year while I was there. And um, 
you know, it was a great, great position. Got to travel because of it. Met a lot of uh, good people. Lifelong friends and bonds and relationships was built through that process. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a great position. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, over the weekend, uh, we lost one of our soldiers, a dear brother by the name of uh, Kashan Nolan. Uh, and he went to uh, he was Mr. Black and Gold. So he was the basically the first in command right after uh, Mr. Bowie State University. And unfortunately, uh, he passed from, uh, you know, from another automobile uh, accident. And um, yeah, uh, it's just, you know, it, it's tough, man, because these, uh, you know, it's kids. College kids having a good time. Your mom or your dad sends you off to school, and the last thing you think that you're gonna get a call about is you, uh, you know, losing, you know, a son, or you know, for his friends getting a call that you've lost a friend. So, um, you know, I just wanted to send him some positive energy, uh, his family some positive energy, everybody out there uh, at Bowie State. The, whole family that I know is feeling it. I never got a chance to meet him uh, while I was there, unfortunately. Um, but I can tell by the way uh, people have been speaking out for him that he was a great young man that represented himself and his university and his family well. So, um, yeah, man, plenty of respect and love goes out to him, Kashawn Nolan. And, um, you know, this is why I always, you know, say I start with love or I hope you're having a good day, like just to try and spread some positive energy because we really just never know, man. Like life is way too short. Uh, I try not to hold grudges myself. I'm not perfect, as I'm sure uh, y'all aren't either. Um, but walking around with that negative energy and also <clears throat> passing that negative energy off to other people, regardless of how your day is going. I think is one of the worst things you can do because you just never know when it's going to be that person's last breath or when it's going to be the last time you seeing them. And the last thing I always tell people, this last thing I ever want anybody to have is a, a negative uh, memory of me as the last time I was in contact with them. Now, of course, we know people be on their bullshit sometime and you ain't got no choice but to be... <laughs> Negative or act a fool, but you know, for the other 99%, um, you know, I always just try and make sure that I am uh, leaving a positive uh, memory with whoever I come in contact with. You know, whether I'm walking down the street, yo, what's up? You know, hope you're having a good day. Whether it's a smile, it could be nonverbal, like that's just what I try and do. So I encourage all of you to uh, do the same thing. Uh, call your family, tell them you love them. And, um, but you just, you know, you just never know. So, um, yeah, that's it. But rest in peace to those two good brothers. And, uh, plenty of prayers and thoughts will be with their families, um, you know, over this hard time. So, yeah. So, my live at the family barbecue family, what's really cracking? What's really cracking today, you know? What's really going on in this world? You know, it's a lot going on. Japan is up in arms. Uh, Epstein. Uh, Rock Nation. Mika Khalifa getting 12000 for the disgusting work she put in. Oh, man, it's just a lot of stuff. We're going to get into it. So, 
first, let's talk about. I hope I'm saying his name right. Chris Cuomo. Now, most of you have seen him on, uh, what am I thinking about? CNN. Excuse me. Most of you have seen him on CNN. Uh, he does a lot of hip-hop references on there. He's a big hip-hop head. Uh, cool dude. Cool dude. When I do watch CNN, uh, I try and catch him. He's pretty, you know, he's pretty cool. Uh, Chris Cuomo. Now, Chris Cuomo is an Italian dude. I just found that out today. I didn't know that. Uh, but... Uh, apparently he was out at brunch or lunch, you know, some shit like that with his family. And, you know, uh, and this bubbling, uh, political climate we in with everything that's going on, um, you know, whether you're on the left or the right, uh, and you're on TV, uh, defending whichever position it is, you're going to get heckled, like, Nine times out of ten, like that's just the age we live in. It's the same with athletes, they on TV or Skip Bayless, all of them. Like, it's just that age where you're very visible, it's a lot more interaction, you're a lot more popularized. And like, people are they 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 gonna they gonna try you, even if it's just some slick, funny type shit, like they're gonna try you. So, apparently, um, Chris was out with his family and uh i think these guys were just kind of you know joking just you know just talking a little shit to him like what's up you know fredo i forgot it's fredo from goodfellas or godfather i forgot one of them one of the italian dudes he was the dumb brother anyway so chris i guess got fed up so he gets up out his seat approaches the dude he's like yo what's up punk ass bitch who you calling fredo so that motherfucking Frank Sinatra Al Capone Italian blood boiled up in him and he was ready to smack this shit out this man. That's just what that's just how it goes. That bo- it boiled up in him and it got to that point. Right, he was like, yo, like my name ain't Fredo. Like my name is Chris. You know that's not my fucking name. Like what you know, what's up? What's happening? Like it's about to be a problem for you, punk ass bitch. Like he called him a punk ass bitch at least twelve times in this in this uh, little clip I seen. So the dude was like, nah, man, like, I, I really thought your name was Fredo. Yada, 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 yada. And uh, he's like, you know my fucking name ain't Fredo. You about to have a problem. So they going back and forth. So Chris looked like he really about to smack the shit out the bull. And then the other bull takes his glasses off like, yo, like, you know, relax. And then Chris like, I'm not going to fucking relax. I'm going to smack the shit out you. So they're going back and forth. And... Chris is like, yo, like, you know, don't call me fucking Fredo. That's like calling an Italian person the N-word. Uh, so we'll go back to that. And then uh, eventually, you know, I guess some people come in and break it up. But he was extremely hot. Like the man was, he, he, he was livid. So then, uh, you know, Trump tweets out right afterwards. Uh, shit, I, I thought Chris was Fredo too. <laughs> Bro, Trump is the funniest fucking president this in my lifetime. I'm talking about this shit be pure, pure fucking comedy every day when he get to Twitter fingers, bro. Like this shit be hilarious. Like this man just said that he thought Fredo was like the N word for Italian people. 
And Trump comes on and says, I thought you looked like Fredo too, motherfucker. Like, so what? <laughs> so anyway, that don't have nothing to do with this. This is the part I want to get at. First off, I was confused because I was like, all right, Fredo was like the N-word. I'm like, is it some, is it like a historical piece to this that I don't know about that Fredo? Because all I know him from is the movie too. So I was a little confused. So I was on Twitter and whatnot and just, it just started coming out like, yo, like, Fredo is not like the N-word, bro. Fredo is a name. It's no historical piece to that that's linked to millions of people dying and shit. Like, there's no comparison. No comparison. So, obviously, we knew that. Now, I think the thing is, he was just hot. He was upset. And if I was out with my family and someone started calling me out of my name, shit, I don't know how bad the heckling was. I probably would have did the same shit. So I don't knock the man for that. I respect it. I, you know, you're not going to disrespect me in front of my family. It's all good. But I will say this. I do think uh, you're going to see a lot more of this shit. Like, just because, I don't know, everybody just so much more accessible. and Everybody's so much more visible. Um... It's just crazy, man. Like, these people, like, really be talking shit to athletes, media personalities. It really doesn't matter, like, who it is. Like, these folks is not afraid. And what's going to have to happen is, like, some people just going to have to start rolling with just some some do-dirt niggas. That's what we call them. Just some do-dirt niggas. That's like, you did what? You said what? Like, they just going to be with you. Like, they don't even really need to say nothing. So, like, if that was Kumo and I was Kumo and I was with my do-dirt nigga... He'd probably be sitting a table away from me. You probably might not even know he with me. You feel me? He just, but he's there. It's he's there all, at all times. My do dirt nigga. I look at him. I look at the dude that calls me Fredo. I go back and sit down with my family after I tell you know management at the restaurant like I need these folks to like chill or whatever. And at this point, the do dirt nigga is in. Seek and destroy mode So whenever this man Leaves, goes to the bathroom Whatever it may be He's gonna feel that Now I'm not saying I'm not advocating for violence But I am for a nigga getting You know G check You know In whatever form that may be Not saying he gotta get slapped But This is what I think Is gonna have to start happening And even for some of these uh, Sports analysts That be talking a little bit crazy On these athletes I think you're gonna see A lot more athletes Doing shit like that too Like cause I be seeing some shit On TV It's like Oh such and such is an idiot He's retarded Da 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 He's stupid I'm like man Y'all know good and well If this was the street Or You know If that man was right in front of you You wouldn't be calling him All types of stupids and idiots So Like some of that shit Gonna have to stop But that's how You know People feel that they can do This type of stuff In this internet world Bro I think they think It's very sweet And um, You know So I would encourage All People with some status To get You know They probably already got them I'm just probably speaking Because I ain't got one yet But uh, yeah Get you a do dirt nigga man that's, that's what it's gonna have to be So Cuomo man like, We respect you for getting out there But you know the Fredo shit Being a nigga word Is a little bit over the board But you came out and corrected this So we're not gonna hold you to that It's all good Moving forward Epstein uh, He didn't kill himself By the last time we talked So Epstein The dude who was getting ready to rat on Hillary and the rest of them uh, The pedophile uh, Child pornography And probably 
anything else we could probably think of, bro, is, uh, you know, he he apparently hung himself. Uh, conspiracy theorists have been going crazy saying, uh, one, uh, he paid the guard to give him something to kill himself. Uh, two, uh, one of the guards or somebody went in there and actually killed him. And three, uh, he faked his death and is somewhere overseas right now. Um, and honestly, I think all three options are uh, possible. Mm. You know, I don't, you know, you never really know how deep the rabbit hole goes, but I know he had a lot of people on this list that he was getting ready to rat on. You got to understand he knows politicians, entertainers, uh, bankers, um, you know, he knows a little bit of everybody. And, you know, um, in that type of arena, it's hard for me to believe that, um, you know, he's the only one. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of them and they roll together. They got their own little group chats and all types of shit. This a whole pedophile group chat. And in the midst of that, uh, yesterday, uh, I guess a couple of days after he died, the FBI, CIA, whoever it was, they decided to raid his offshore island. He owned an island. He's a billionaire. He owns like a little island where he has a fortress that they ended up calling Pedophile Island. Now, they've been to about this spot and they called it Pedophile Island. And he's been locked up for a few weeks. And they just now, three, four weeks later, decided to raid this pedophile resort that he has that's extremely fishy to me and uh i think it's extremely possible that uh like i said all of those three things are possible um i i really don't think it was uh regular he just hung himself i think there's a lot more that goes into that you can't let somebody talk so it's very interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see how they move forward with this because I'm sure it's going to get swept under the rug and a lot of the shit that we was talking about with this and the names he brought up, like, they're going to be scot-free. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I think it's very interesting that his uh, his pedophile resort was just uh, raided a couple of days ago and they've had him for three or four weeks. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting, like I said, to see what else comes out of this. Um Come on, bro. He was on suicide watch, then he wasn't on suicide watch, and then he died a couple hours later. I don't know about that. Anyway, moving forward. My boy A-Rod, as y'all know, I'm a huge Yankee fan. Great Yankee fan. Uh, A-Rod was in the Bay, you know, the place where where I'm from. And uh, apparently he had... uh, Excuse me. He had 500,000 worth of jewelry and electronics stole. Now, at first when I heard this, I was like, damn, bro, how you leave all that much jewelry in the car? And then I got to thinking, well, if this motherfucker had like a Hublot or Ferrari watch, like some other shit, like that might have just been one or two watches and a laptop. Like, who knows? Like that shit could have, that, that, that's all that shit might have been really. It might have been an easy come up, like, like that shit. It wasn't like niggas had to, you know, get mad boxes and movers and shit to move this shit out. It, it really could have been two, three watches and a laptop. But anyway, 
I'm from the era where we don't leave no expensive shit in the car. Like, I'm sorry. If my mama seen that I had a nice sweater, she wouldn't leave me in the car, let alone a laptop or some shit that was really worth some money. So maybe it's just me because I'm not rich yet that I just don't understand a nigga leaving $500, $500,000 worth of anything in a car unattended, even if it's fucking valet parking. Like, I don't think I'll never get to no point where I'm just leaving 500 k in the car. Like, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't think that's it. And he was in the Bay Area. San Francisco is one of the most expensive places to live on the planet. You know, that could have been anybody. You know, it's motherfucking... Uh, 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 app designers and tech people that can't afford to live in the fucking bay right now. So that the range is crazy for who could have stole this shit. That could have been your local crackhead, or it could have been a nigga that's working at Facebook. You just never the fuck know, cause that's how expensive it is to live there right now. So, hey Rod, I know it don't mean shit to you. Was what did Jay Z say? What's fifty grand to a like to a motherfucker like me? You know, please remind me. I'm sure A-Rod not tripping. I think he's made over 300, 400 million since he's been playing anyway. But it's just, it's still 500,000. Like, nigga, we could have gave that to charity or something like that. But actually, you did give it to charity because somebody who took that shit needed it. So, you know, shout out to somebody who just got a new house or apartment or probably just did some dumb shit with it. I can't even take that off the table because it's not past niggas to steal 500,000. And go and blow that shit at the Gucci store. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, Mia Khalifa, adult actress. Uh, I've seen some of her work. Uh, she says over her long, hard career of taking penis to the face, uh, eyes, nose, and mouth, she has only clocked in $12,000 from... Her porn work, $12,000. Now, as average as I think she is, for her to be as promoted as she is, I think is very, uh, it's laughable to know that she was going through, is it degradation? I think that's it. Uh, degradation it might be degradation I think it is degradation I know it's humiliation the humiliation she was going through for show for however long she's been doing this shit for a measly $12,000 sus baby girl anybody out there talking I, I hope I hope you know it's more, worth more than that I really do I really do this is your sacred place where if you are lucky enough your child will be delivered from to move forward into the world to do great things. And if you if you're going to be a whore, like you got to make sure you bring in at least enough home to pay your child's college tuition. That's the least you could do. If he got to deal with hearing shit from his homeboys and homegirls, elementary, middle school, high school, College about his mom being a cum bucket. It's only right you at least could fund him or her to get through school. But twelve thousand is just ridiculous. I mean, I'm talking about like, and she said it was hard for her to find work after that. Obviously, nobody wants like. Come on, you don't. 
nobody wants, you know, you you working as a hostess at a restaurant. You don't want the person who you just seen, you know, with 10 penises in her hand dropping your water off at your table. I'm just saying. It's just, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So let's, you know, more power to her. But anybody who's thinking about, not me and my, uh, me and my homegirl Alicia, we had this conversation too. Like, we, you know, we talk to women all the time about like, oh no, it's like sexual freedom. You know, I will let my daughter decide this. Never on nobody's planet will it be all right for my daughter, niece, goddaughter, whoever to get into the porn industry, bro. And anybody pushing that shit, say that shit for yourself. Do not put it on your babies and put it into their minds that that shit is okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's it's plenty of shit they could do that'll get them just as paid, bro. And no, no, we not we not having that. Sorry, if they do it, it will not be because we was encouraging it. You feel me? So no, but uh, you know, shout out to the adult film stars. Russell Wilson and Sierra added to the Seattle Sounders ownership group. So Russell and Sierra are, are now going to be, uh, I guess, you know, part owners of the Seattle Sounders, which is the uh, what is it? The U.S. Uh, what is it? The MLS. I'm sorry, Major League uh, Soccer. That's the U.S. Soccer League. They're part of the MLS. So that's that's big. That's boss move. Shout out to Russell Wilson and Sierra. They they just they just keep making it. I seen some pictures of Sierra yesterday that had me like. Sierra might be top five. No cap. Like, I think Sierra might be top five right now. She is. She's killing the game. Like, she is. She is something else. Shout out to Russell Wilson for that one, bro. But they, that, that's what's up. They really moving. They really moving together real, 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 real dope with it. So, um, shout out to them, man. They're they doing some great things. Let me erase this right quick. But, um, yeah, you know. Um, Shout out to the to the to the legend that made goodies in the one time Super Bowl champion Russell Wilson. Uh, sticking with the NFL. Now this one is interesting. Uh, NFL and Jay Z uh, slash Rock Nation are partnering for entertainment and uh, social social justice. I guess uh, sector of the NFL or some shit like that. I don't know, but Jay Z is partnering with them to help with social justice type shit. You know, cool. And now he's going to be the co-producer of the halftime show. So apparently, well, the NFL boycott is over. I don't know when it ended because it just, you know, it's all them niggas like that you was, you, you know, like that you was watching, you know, that, that, you know, they was tweeting and Facebooking about not watching football. And I was one of them, too. Like, you know, just like, you know, we're not watching this shit. But I said my shit was a one year. It was a one-year joint. This is a one-year. I'm stepping out of this shit. But then you had the other niggas that was just like, nah, nigga, we never stopping. We never stopping until Cap get the job back. And somehow these niggas like all ended up at the you know same Super Bowl party I was at, and I was just like, huh. Um, now I don't know when. We all decided as a group that this boycott was over, but obviously this shit is over with because every the fuck body is at. This Super Bowl party But anyway I digress So Jay-Z is partnering up with the NFL Now I'm very interested Because This whole shit 
let's keep it real. And I always say this, this 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 whole shit was started because of Cap. And I don't give a fuck what you think about him or none of that type of shit. Like he the reason this shit started. He's the reason money has been getting donated via from the owners, uh, them having the social justice awareness more, whatever the all the shit that they getting ready to start doing is because he did what he did. So his shit cannot be discredited. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what you think about him, you know he did what he did. He's still ready to play. Hasn't been able to get a job, and uh, you know, ooh, excuse me, those are just facts. So Jay Z. Um, I hope, I hope he did not take this job um, without having Cap written in there somewhere. So either working with him at Rock Nation or being a part of that direct group that's going to be meeting between Jay-Z, I mean, Rock Nation and the NFL. Because honestly, like, if it's not, like, I think the shit is watered down because everybody else is just kind of, you know, hopping on the shit after capping out of it. I think, you know, if he's not going to play or if you're going to accept that job, you got to have him involved in some capacity. So I hope that's the next news we get. But it is good news that they're coming out to, you know, help with the whole uh, social justice shit and, you know, all of that type of stuff. So shout out to them, man. So, first off, before we get to kicked out the queue, um, my favorite segment, what I want to do is talk to you about uh, a great sister, a beautiful sister who's doing her thing. And that sister's name is Imani Shani, my sister. Make sure you go on and subscribe to her page on YouTube, Imani Shani, that's I-M-A-N-I, Shani, S-H-A-N-I. Uh, she's constantly uh, vlogging from uh, domestically and abroad uh, about all of the great things that go on with, uh, you know, young people in this world via fashion, uh, healthcare, food, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So make sure you follow her page. It's been going uh, very crazy. Like I said, her video hit like 1.5 million views, one of them joints. So shout out to her. You did. Now. After you do that, I want you to go to Amazon. Just type in Amazon, amazon Amazon.com, and I want you to type in my historically black purpose, and I want you to buy 100 copies and give them to your best friends who have kids, uh, nieces, nephews, any of that stuff, grandkids, and pass them out. But if you can't do that, just get one and give it to a friend. Or read it for yourself. But yes, go get my book, My Historically Black Purpose. That's My Historically Black Purpose. You dig? Okay. Kicked out the queue. Shit is about to get real, baby. What it do, baby? Now, abroad. I think this is abroad. Let's, let's see. I think this is abroad. They don't say what country he in. They don't say what country he's in. So, apparently, it's a millionaire. And there's several millionaires. Because there's a lot of millionaires in the world. Uh, Excuse me. Um, There's a site called... uh, Let me find it for y'all. There is a site called... Damn. Where is it at? I can't find it, y'all. I thought I just had it. Let me see. Is it Hush Hush? I think it's Hush Hush. Hush, hush.com. 
I think that's the name. But if some wild shit pop up on your thing when you type in hushhush.com, don't blame me. I said I think it's hushhush. I think it's hushhush.com. And basically, it's a site where millionaires go to, and if they feel in a certain type of way, like, oh, my wife might be a gold digger, what they're doing is they're paying 15000 Fellas, I think it might be for ladies, too. But, yeah, fellas or ladies, you can get hired to try and seduce this person's fiance uh, into cheating to find out if they're a gold digger or not. 15000 Because apparently uh, these millionaires are feeling a certain type of way. They don't want anybody to try and get their fortune. And usually it's a lot of people, you know, who don't want to, uh, whose fiance doesn't want to sign their prenup, right? So... They got this site, so they'll hire one of us, and we'll go and try and seduce their wife and then cheating on them. And, um, yeah, we get paid 15000 So, um, that's a few reasons why these people are kicked out the queue, and let me tell you why. If, now, I know you're a millionaire, but if I need to pay... 15000 to hire a random person to seduce my wife. Um, She's just not the one for me, dog. She just... And I had this conversation with my mom the other day. I'm like, I'm so happy I was not born a sucker. Like, it's just... It's, this is a real thing. Like, I'm so happy I wasn't born a sucker because if it is to that point, like, you just should not be with her. You shouldn't be with her. She don't want to... Before you even get to the prenup part, if you just think she's cheating on you still and you didn't already propose to her, why? Why? Why are you going through all of this and you think she or he is doing all of this nonsense? Like, is it is it really worth it? Is it worth all of that? Is it? Because with me, this over. Like, when I feel like when the, when the trust is violated, like, you don't got nothing else to, like, when you come back home and y'all lay down with each other, you know, you're supposed to be like, man, this motherfucker get on my nerves. But at the end of the day, I got her loyalty and she got mine. Like, that's the shit that you just supposed to be able to come back to. Like, this person did not just suck a penis and then just come back and lay right next to me. They didn't do that. Right? You got to be able to trust. So if it's to the point where you got to pay a random person $15,000, let it go, bro. Like, let it go. And it might just be because I'm a Capricorn and we don't really deal with none of that stuff. But just let it go, bro. It ain't that serious, bro. Like, let it go. She ain't for you. You're a millionaire. And at this point, maybe you do want to get married. It's all good. But you got plenty of options, bro. And I'm sure there's plenty of them out there that's beautiful that will not mind signing that prenup. Find one of them. If you just, if you if you really like that and you're not gonna feel comfortable, like and you think she a gold digger, but you still want to go through with it, the least you gotta do is be able to sign the prenup. That's it. And that's just uh, negotiation at the beginning. That's how much you gonna get. Boom. Nothing more. Nothing less. We good. Period. Boom. She can't do that. Then she probably is what you think she is. And she belongs to the game, baby. She belongs to the game. 
And you got to let whoever belong to the game belong to the game. You can't turn them into a housewife, bro. Like, you can't do it. She is who she is. She always was who she was. And nine times out of ten, you knew who she was before you even proposed to her, right? So me and my boy, Nige, you got to get Nige back on here in a minute. We had a conversation about this yesterday. It's like you can't mold a man or a woman into the person that you want them to be with their grown ass. Like, Nine times out of ten, usually ten times out of ten, and the first couple times of meeting and talking, you know what type of person this is. Like, you know, just ethically values things like that. And then as you go on, you see how they treat people. Okay, what's their relationship with their mama, with their ex? Oh shit, he got another baby daddy or baby. Uh, she she got a baby mom. Whatever. Like you can see those reactions, and I'm just amazed at the amount of people who still go through this shit with people who you know know wasn't shit like you knew they wasn't shit and you still decided to go on with it like i just like i said i told my mom i think every day you ain't raised no sucker and god ain't put it in me to be no sucker like because some of y'all got the game twisted it just ain't happening bro like it's not happening bro none of the sucker shit like if you don't if you can't trust them don't be with them and if you really like them and you don't trust them get the prenup if they can't do that bro you just gotta have the checklist you can't save everybody fuck that i'm sorry kicked out the queue you paying 15 racks that you could be giving the kids nigga like what are you doing Fifteen thousand to find out is she cheating fucker like go get yo go donate that to charity and spend a thousand dollars oh no do, donate fourteen thousand to charity since she was almost stupid enough to give it to somebody for free and spend a thousand on taking maybe another potential to a nice dinner take them to a nice dinner and then you make your decision because i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen you're gonna get one of these these Bay Area pimps and players, you're going to get one of them that's going to find this site because I'm putting it out there now. So they, the information is out. You're going to get one of these Compton, Long Beach, South Central, Southeast D.C., Baltimore, Newark, New Jersey, Harlem. Like these, these are the type of niggas that's finna get the information. And what's going to happen is they're going to end up pimping you and the woman that you think was cheating out of all of the money Outside of the 15000 that you just gave us to find out. We're taking that money. We're going to tell her, look, I'm going to give him the good word. I'm going to put her in on it, too. We're going to push her out there. Look, we got an arrangement now. This is what he was trying to do. He was trying to get you out. But what we're going to do is I'm going to take this 15000 me and you. We're going to vacation. And what you're going to do is the shit that you want to do anyway, pimp him out that money. But you're going to spend time with me because obviously you like me better anyway because you was willing to cheat. And that's what's going to start happening. And then you're really going to be in a bad situation. So I'm forewarning you. Stop it, bro. If you feel like you got to pay 15000 to find out if she or he is cheating, go the other way. I'm sorry. That's my sermon. That's my TED Talk. I really just don't like the sucker shit. I don't, I don't like that shit. I'm sorry. Um, these, uh, this should go by pretty quick. Um. So Illinois public schools passed a bill saying that they have to uh, teach LGBTQ history in schools. So I have uh, I'll give you the short version of what I think about this. First off, I think schools should be tailored to um, a parent and a child figuring out 
uh, exactly what they want to learn. Period. Like, if you want to teach your kids some of that shit, then go on ahead. If my kids don't want to learn about some of this, go on ahead. But I got a problem with, uh, and it's for everything. It could be uh, African-American history. It could be uh, Chinese history. It could be uh, the history of the, uh, uh, the, the, the coal mines or motherfucking uh, whale oil that America was built upon. So maybe a motherfucker just might not want to learn about that shit uh, So I think it's definitely basic world history That everybody should know And then I think especially from a public school level Like I think some most of this shit should be uh, Elective based Because if we live in America Where uh, black folks have helped found this country And really built it On the backs of our You know great 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 great, 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 great Grandparents and all of that kind of shit And we can't get No history outside of February which is talking about damn Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King and Barack Obama, then I'm not really trying to hear that all this other stuff that came way after is demanded that we learn from our kids. And like I said, granted, if you want to learn that, you should be able to. But I also think this is the re- one of the reasons why I'm so for, uh, you know, charter schools or private schools or home schools, because you can just teach your kids what you want. As I think it's, it's almost low key like a slap in the face. For someone to force something on you um, without even demanding that we learn, like, the real history of ourselves. Like, so now it's, like, kids in black communities all over the world and we don't get any type of black history. Like, really, like, we really don't, like. We get no type of shit like we don't learn anything about real estate. We don't learn anything about the stock market. So I just find this very interesting that we get forced into all of this other stuff um, that's really um, it should be elective based. You know, I'm not going to say it's not important, but it should be elective based because history is important. Like, you know, history is the foundation. All of us are moving on. But I also think it's a lot of other things like, you know, it's not even engineering classes. It's no automotive classes in school. Like we getting out of school and we don't know how to change tires or fix an engine like culinary. Like it's all types of shit, you know. So for, you know, certain things to be put on the table uh, as this is mandatory and that's not me hating. Uh, it's just me keeping it real. Uh, I think it's. uh I think it's low key a little bit, you know, um, you know, it's disrespectful to some of the other people and to the kids like that should be getting a lot more information. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, that's that's my take on it. So that's why I'm so for, um, like I said, charter schools, uh, private or uh, homeschools. I mean, uh, because I think that's 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 really where it's at. And uh, I think, you know, it should be a lot more. Uh, discussions and we got to fight for that too to get more uh, black history and also uh, things with economics that we could really use put into the school system because they're really teaching us a whole bunch of shit it's not just the lgbtq shit but it's a whole bunch of shit in there that we learn and that's not really preparing our kids for what they need um so yeah that's my take on that now as y'all know i'm like super on my investment kick and uh, I seen some shit today And this is me just giving You know Some little gems and shit like that So I uh, Was a super And I mean Super Pokemon nerd Like early 2000s Super Pokemon nerd Like Me And my homeboy Ian Was motherfucking Buying 
Pokemon cards left and right. Like, this was a weekend thing for us. It'd be like a $5 pack. We get some new shits. My dad had a binder for me because he used to give me comic books and shit like that. And he had a binder in there with cards and stuff for me. And I just used to, you know, buy extra sheets, put my Pokemon cards in there. Boom. I was real good with the shit. And of course, you know, as I got older, uh, you know, high school and shit, I started more focusing on basketball and shit like that. I didn't really pay attention to him as much. Kept my binder and my, uh, in my um, closet and things like that So this was maybe like a year or so ago I was going through there And um, I went in my binder And it was a bunch of cards missing It was like a bunch of cards missing Now granted, like I'm telling you I was doing this It had to be This was like a three It was like a three year run It had to be between like Third, fourth, fifth grade or some shit Four, fifth, six, something like that, where I was like heavy, heavy, heavy in it. I'm talking about buying these cards like every week. So I had a great collection, like super great collection. And you know, I was like shocked. Like, you know, you go back to it, you're like, wait a minute, hold up, bro. Like, where all my shit at? Like, and it was a ton of cards missing, ton of cards. So um, yesterday, I'm on damn, uh, what am I on? Twitter. And I see that, oh, man, uh, Pokemon, like, uh, 102 set of the original cards. Got to catch them all. Pokemon, I think it was 101 of them shits, or 100 of them. But Mew and Mewtwo or some shit was like that, separate two, so it was 102. Anyway, see, that's the nerd Pokemon shit. I still remember this shit. So, anyway, the guy, whoever it was, he sold uh, his original set, 102 cards from 1999, for $107,000, bro. As you can imagine, I was fucking tight. Because I had all of those fucking cards. $107,000. Now, as I'm telling you this, uh, you know, a lot of people do it. You know, I'm sure whoever took... This is what happens when you got the trap house or you got the family house, whoever that everybody just be at. I encourage all of you to get a motherfucking safe. A motherfucking safe And it's some shit you just gotta put in there Like regardless Like you know it'd be cool But sometimes motherfuckers invite other motherfuckers over You be having parties and shit You just never know You can't be everywhere at once And you don't wanna say it's Cause you never really know Cause you probably wouldn't think it's nobody But this shit happens So anyway Someone took some of my shits Now I got a lot of cards Some good ones I wouldn't Not the ones that I really, really knew was about the shit, because that's usually the shit people take. But it was, uh, I had some other ones in there too, so I do still got some left over. Uh, now, what I will be doing with these is getting a hard case, so I'll be putting all of the limited edition shit I got now uh, in hard cases, and I'm gonna get a safety deposit box, leave them shits at the bank, let them sit, so I ain't gotta worry about them in the midst of my moving. Ratchet motherfuckers taking shit None of that type of shit So they just gonna sit there Boom we good Now why am I bringing this up One Um As an adult or even as a kid Like you don't really Understand how Deep shit is gonna be When you're in the midst of it Because this new shit is going on right You don't you don't understand that shit So for me to Pokemon cards as a kid This was just something fun I was doing with my friends and, you know, the parents probably thought about it the same way. It's just some, you know, it's just some cool shit the kids is on. But it was really a craze. Like, as I'm thinking back on it, like, 
it would be malls flooded with people going to trade cards or pickup cards or going to see these movies. And I'm I'm going somewhere with this. It's not about Pokemon. It's not about Pokemon, I promise. It is, but it ain't. So you got you see these different crazes and then when you're in the midst of it, especially as a kid, you don't trip. And now like some of my friends, like we're you know, some of my friends are parents now or they got brothers, younger brothers, younger sisters, whatever maybe, nieces and nephews. And we pass this shit over as like, you know, it's some kitty shit, but it is kitty shit, but at the end of the day, like a craze is a craze and when something is extremely popular, is value in it, you know? So the value might not be in it now, it might be a nostalgia of it later. So what these Pokemon cards was out in nineteen ninety nine and shit like that, like nobody's really thinking about two thousand nineteen and that set of cards that was being sold for five bucks is gonna be worth a hundred thousand dollars or one card in that five dollar pack is now gonna be worth fifteen hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? These are selling for more than like LeBron's rookie cards and shit like that. Like that's how big of the craze it was, right? So you gotta start thinking about it now, like what's the shit that like motherfuckers are on? Like, what is it that motherfuckers are on? And, like, the thing that I've been thinking about recently is the biggest shit is this Fortnite shit. Now, I'll be doing research because I don't know, but I'm pretty positive. I'm almost extremely positive that, and some, even though it's a video game, that it's merch involved with the Fortnite shit, that it's some type of cards, um toys shit like that right fortnite is some of the biggest shit going right now it's a guy it's a kid that just won three million dollars at a fortnite tournament like i think he's 14 15 years old like fortnite is the pokemon of 2019 in 1999 what pokemon was that's what fortnite is right now so why am i saying this niggas bro that extra little 20 dollars you got I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I'm probably going to do this shit the rest of the year. I'm being real with you. I'm putting money to the side. I'm buying some shit from that. I don't care if it's some T-shirts, some motherfucking uh, figurines, cards, whatever it is. And I'm not fucking opening the shit. The cards I might open because I'm going to see, you know, how much those are going for. Put them in a hard case. Boom, boom, boom. Unless it's like some limited edition type shit. And I'm telling y'all, sit on that shit. Sit on it because you don't fuck with Fortnite anyway. I'm telling you, sit on it. And whatever comes up over these next few years, that is the craze. I'm telling you, buy some of the shit. Sit on it. Put it in a fucking safe. Put it in a safety deposit box. Hide it in your garage. Wherever you know some people are not going to be able to get to. And you sit on it. I'm guaranteeing you, guarantee you the Fortnite shit is going to be worth something in the next 10, 15, 20 years. So you thinking about it right now. Oh, nigga, I'm 20. What I'm going to be? Nigga, like... Diddy is 50 right now And you see how the fuck he be living his life So don't tell me you're gonna be old as fuck When you're 50 and all of that type of shit Keep your health up, all of that type of shit And 20, you 20 right now In 20 years when you 40 You still gonna have all your health about you The Rock and Idris Elba, all of these niggas Are in their 40s, 50s Samuel Jackson is in his 60s, 70s don't tell me that you're not going to want to spend an extra $100,000, $200,000, or you could pay for your kids to do some shit. I'm telling you, invest in that shit. The Pokemon cards I got, 
All of this shit is about supply and demand, bro. This shit is kind of hot right now. I'm telling you, I'm giving these that I'm putting in the safety deposit box probably like another five to ten years. That's what investment is about. When that motherfucking supply goes down, that demand goes up, I throw my shit on eBay. You never know what's going to happen with that. So I'm telling you right now, the Fortnite shit is where it's at. Get Buy some shit from Fortnite and you sit on it. Just sit on it. Also... I'm, it's a hundred percent game, bro. I'm telling y'all, like these little investments and shit that's gonna go crazy for you in a minute. Baseball, uh, sports cards in general, but baseball cards because it's a nostalgia coming back with the cards. Don't tell me why. That's just. Don't ask me why either. It's just that's just how the game. You just gotta when the market show you what the fuck it is. You just gotta go with it. You know, because everybody can't get shoes. Everybody can't get shoes and jerseys and shit like that. And it's a way more visible sports uh, community now. It's Instagram. Like, these niggas are, like, real-life superstars now. Like, we thought they were superstars before. These niggas was not getting $400, $500 million contracts before they are now. They start them as on a whole nother level. So, a Mike Trout, uh, and it's a Bowman card. A Mike Trout-Bowman rookie card. Some of y'all don't even watch fucking baseball. Mike Trout. Great baseball player. His rookie card, right? He's only he only twenty nine. He's twenty nine right now. He probably got ten more years to play, maybe more than that. His rookie card, Bowman foil autograph joint. They come in the packs. The five dollars that anybody could get is going for five hundred thousand dollars right now. Five hundred thousand dollars for his rookie card. Hmm. Now you fast forward to today. We got who getting ready to play. Coming up in the NBA Zion Zion probably the biggest shit Since LeBron In terms of hype In terms of hype right So we pray like Hopefully I mean we don't know him so We don't want nobody to do bad But hopefully he's a phenomenal basketball player He goes all NBA 10 times Win some championships Whatever that'll drive the value up But Mike Trout ain't won shit Mike Trout has not won shit He just a popular basketball I mean baseball player And his shit is worth 500000 so what I'm telling you is the nostalgia of the cards is coming back before the beginning of all of these seasons. Even if you don't do it for you, bro, do it for your kids or your grandkids. Go out and buy some cards, baseball, because white folks love baseball. So I'll be putting a lot into baseball cards. I'm just being honest with you. That's just how it go. That's just how it go. I'm sorry. I'll be putting a lot. But I'm going to do baseball. I'm going to do basketball and football as well. But put that money to the side. Get a couple of those packs every few weeks. Throw them into the hard cases and sit on them. I'm telling you, 10, 15, it might only be 10. Like I said, the Mike Trout shit is worth 500000 right now. And he only been playing nine years. So it could be in nine years. Start sitting on that shit. And I promise you, if you take it serious, uh, you're going to have a come up. And sometimes, shit, you only need like one come up in life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could turn that into all types of shit. So. That's my thing for the day, man. Make sure you hide your shit because niggas do steal. So, shout out to whoever stole my fucking Pokemon cards. I hope you lost it too. But anyway, uh, I hope y'all have a great rest of your week. Oh, I'm sorry, I smacked the mic. Have a great rest of your week. Uh, move forward in peace, love, tranquility, love, light. And in the words of the great prophet Imani Shani, Akuna Matata, niggas, peace. <laughs>